my pleasure to welcome you here to the Clark Howard Show, where our mission is to serve and empower you so you make better financial decisions in your life. In today's episode, I'm talking all about your privacy and some major breaches you need to know about. Also, today is a a special day for me. After almost a full 12 months in semi-quarantine, I am finally in person with Krista Yay! doing the podcast because I became hermetically sealed in early March of 20 as coronavirus kicked off because I have the privilege in what I do for a living that I could continue to do what I do from my home. I already had a studio, a radio studio in my home, a podcast studio in my home, a sound studio, and a video production studio. So I was already set. That originally was because of how much audio and video production I do that a lot of times it worked from my home. And then coronavirus, bam, just it was an instant easy switch. But I'm such a people person I've missed human contact just terribly. And now I've had both of my vaccine doses. And so I'm now truly no longer Clark Howard. I am Clark Kent. I am Superman. I'm able to leap tall buildings in a single bound and faster than a locomotive. So now I'm able to be with humanity again and... It just feels so good. And for so many people, coronavirus has been really, really difficult emotionally, psychologically. I was reading something the other day that people who are younger, who have been in situations where they've had to do like kids in school doing online schooling, that are young adults who have not been able to be with other people routinely, how harmful that's been psychologically. At the same time, uh, we have to focus on the reality that we've lost more than 500,000 Americans to coronavirus. The real number uh, we'll know later was much higher because early in coronavirus, so many deaths were not recorded as being from coronavirus. And we're all fatigued from this. I mean, you can see that I was at a place yesterday getting carry-out food, and they have a big sign on the door, masks required. And right behind me, two guys walked in to pick up their food, neither with a mask on. And so we've reached that point where people have uh, hit a point of exhaustion. Now, Israel has vaccinated more people than any other country on Earth as a percent of its population, by far the most efficient vaccination program anywhere. And in Israel, they use a really severe, I don't know if this is a carrot or a stick, but everybody has electronic medical records in Israel. And so on your phone, it pings if you're approaching a place and you have not had your vaccinations, you're not allowed in. That it's a red light, green light thing that if you have been vaccinated you can go to stores you can go to restaurants you can go to work normally if you have not you can't and you remain in isolation unless and until 
you get the vaccine. Can you imagine, Krista, if we tried to do something like that in the United States? It would be unbelievable, the civil unrest. You don't think that they will? Americans, uh, we, we just are a little too disorderly in the United States. And we also have a lot of people who have, um, uh, for whatever reason, have become skeptics about having the coronavirus vaccines. And uh, it's, it's... Well, the constant surveillance is a little scary. I mean, you've talked about the way they use it in China. I yeah. We're not China. Oh, yeah. But... I mean, we, we are in this constant dilemma in the U.S., and it's what I'm about to talk about, and it's private sector spying on us and how creepy it is. So I use WhatsApp to communicate um, a lot of times. I use traditional texting, but I also use WhatsApp. If I'm doing sensitive business communications in our company, um, we communicate over WhatsApp, but we're about to dump WhatsApp. And it's something that if you're one of the zillion people who uses WhatsApp, I think worldwide it's a few billion, you got to know that there is a complete tone deafness from Facebook that owns WhatsApp. And they're whining because, well, we've never been able to make money from WhatsApp. And what are we going to do? So what they're doing is they're changing the terms of service that uh, has been delayed once already. Change is happening in the spring. Apparently now the new date is May 15th. And WhatsApp will engage in intense spying of you, not the actual words of your messages, but everything else about you. If you continue to use WhatsApp, accept the new lack of privacy that they call their privacy policy, it's actually the lack of privacy policy, they then are going to do all kinds of digging into your phone and your life and invading your privacy. And so uh, I think I'm going to go to Signal, and I think that's what we should do, Krista, among the uh, executive team, (laughs) is go to Signal as the platform that we'll be able to communicate. Others are going to Telegram. Those seem to be the two that people are going to. I just like... Uh, signals uh, method of operating better and you know Facebook is going through an awkward teenage time and there's a lot of things that uh, Mark Zuckerberg seems to be tone deaf to and in the midst of everything that's gone on in the last year with misinformation and all that going across social media to suddenly decide that this is the time to fully invade people's privacy seems like dumber than dumb from somebody who's really a brilliant guy, but uh, lots of times doesn't seem to really tune in to where people's heads are at. You know, there's this feud going on with, and it seems to be personal, between Zuckerberg and, um, uh, what's the guy, uh, Tim Apple, Tim Cook, yeah, between the two of them, and it's uh, it seems like a grudge match, and Apple is on the side of protecting your privacy in this battle, and Facebook and uh, Instagram and WhatsApp, which are all Zuckerberg's babies, that although he adopted two of them, that the idea is that you 
open up your entire private life to the Facebook enterprises, and in return, they give you access to this stuff for free. And so it's really expensive free. And I'm a really cheap guy. And so I will tell you that I don't play in that ball yard. And that's your choice if you do. But I strongly encourage you to dump WhatsApp. The marketplace needs to speak and speak loudly to Zuckerberg on how he's behaving. In addition, you need to protect yourself. All right, Clark, let's get to some questions. Cindy in California says, I love your podcast. You give me sanity every day. I work for a large medical company, and we have employee discounts. Today, we got an offer for a bill reduction company that saves you time and money by negotiating rates for wireless, TV, etc. OMG, it just seems too good to be true. I live in California and just can't keep up with the craziness. Any thoughts on these services? Yes, I'll tell you that this is an area that has caused some heartburn for people who have tried these bill reduction things. They use um, artificial intelligence to go through your bills, and we have found repeatedly that they're playing horseshoes more than anything else. And they will take one of your plans, put it on a new one, and sadly, many times, it will be an inferior offer at greater cost or with uh, less services involved than what you already had. It seems like a free lunch, but this is a very costly meal with heartburn. Just remember, take generic Tums, not brand name, when you do have that heartburn. All right, I think a lot of us can relate to poor Belinda. She says, I've been repeatedly getting calls from an extended warranty company for over a year now. I've asked repeatedly for them to stop calling me. I received a call every day and sometimes two times a day. What can I do to stop the calls? I've even tried blocking them, but they keep getting through. Please help me. Belinda, you can't stop these calls. They are criminal enterprises with these fake warranty companies, and they're already committing illegal activities by selling you fake warranties. You think they're going to have any interest in following the law about do not call? No way. And the thing that I do is I never answer a call unless it's from a person who I know and actually want to speak to. I don't even answer calls that caller ID is from a company because those can be so easily spoofed. But as far as these uh, junk phone calls that people are getting from the fake warranty companies, the only thing you can do is not answer your phone. I was on Facebook, ironically from what you said the other day, and saw a cartoon and somebody went to hell and the devil came up and was like, would you like to buy an extended warranty? <laughs> okay. Byron says, did you know that Fidelity is canceling two useful benefits of their rewards card and replacing them with a useless LifeLock service? They, the card no longer provides rental car collision waiver, waiver or extended warranty protection. What credit card would you recommend to restore the rental car coverage to my wallet? And we did get a few emails about this. Yeah, uh, the Fidelity credit cards are great. 2% cash back on everything you do into a Fidelity account. But Fidelity is actually a follower here, not a leader. 
this has been a change over the last two years that over the last year in particular under the cover of coronavirus when people haven't been paying attention to travel credit cards have very heavily dumped car rental coverage they have found it to be uh, royal pain and expensive and so they are dumping it everywhere i had to um, figure out what to do when this happened to a card i had the costco visa card and in my case i switched to using an american express card that came with the coverage but this is something i think we should update at clark.com now that people are beginning travel again to list which credit cards at least for now are continuing to offer car rental coverage on the other thing with the warranty coverage extensions this as well is being dumped this what seems to be going on with the credit card companies they kind of operate all like a herd mentality is they've decided that people choose which card to apply for and which card to pull out of their wallet based on one or two big benefits and the rest of the things are just cost centers for the credit card issuer. So they're greatly reducing the benefits they offer and trying to treat it like they're doing something for you when they're actually doing the opposite. And you heard what I said right off about Fidelity. The Fidelity card's so great it gives you 2% cash back. So you have to think of credit cards now as situation players. And if the car rental coverage is very important to you like it is to me, you need to have a card that you use principally for that purpose, hopefully with no annual fee. Next, yet another series of data breaches. I know you fatigued on them, but you got to hear what you got to do about this latest breach. The data breaches have become so routine that we just really do zone out. And the danger is that you become so numb to it that you don't take the precautions you should to protect yourself. The latest data breach has affected a bunch of different companies, universities, uh, law firms, all kinds of sensitive personal information has been captured by the criminals in this data breach. You may have heard brief dispatches in the news that Kroger got hit and Kroger shoppers, a lot of them freaked out because Kroger and all its different brand names is the nation's second largest supermarket chain is they use, um, they're all over the place. They use different names in various states. Kroger fought back against the media immediately and said, wait, 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 it's not every Kroger shopper. It's only the millions and millions and millions that have filled prescriptions at Kroger. (laughs) Like that was, that was good news. So it's not everybody, but criminals apparently have on many of us now our social security numbers from various data breaches that are part of this overall massive breach that has been rolling out since late last year and company by company is discovering, oops, we got hit by this too. So it can be relatively smaller, obscure companies to very large companies where they could have anywhere from uh, just a little bit of data on you to extremely deep data. So you can't protect yourself against every possible thing. 
But if you've listened to me for a long time, you know the if then. What is the then? It is that you, if you've not done so yet, freeze your credit files. A free process that is much quicker to set up than it used to be. You set it up with the three major credit bureaus, Equifax, TransUnion, and Experian. You can set it up with minor credit bureaus as well, but the odds something will happen with anybody outside the big three, it could happen, but it's pretty rare. Not as rare as a meteor hitting the earth, but it's pretty rare. And so you, if you go to Clark.com slash credit freeze, you'll see how to set up the credit freezes with the three bureaus. The biggest change that has occurred over the last year is when you need access to your credit, thawing your credit is much quicker than it used to be, much more streamlined with all three credit bureaus. The process is not as secure on thaws as it was before, but it is still a very, very good process for you to reduce the chances that a criminal can cause havoc in your life in the event that they get your information in this ongoing data breach or any other, including many that will never be discovered. So you protect yourself as best you can, and credit freeze is how you do it. Uh, One question that comes up repeatedly is, does this mess up credit I already have? Has no impact, no effect on any credit you already have in place. Okay, Clark, we're going to start out with Connor in Connecticut's question. I began listening to your show while I was in my early 20s. I'm 33 now. My wife and I are measurably thankful for your advice. One topic we don't hear much of is where you'd suggest searching for long-term care insurance for aging parents. Is there a suggested route you'd take in beginning a search? Thank you, and I'm looking forward to continuing my streak of never missing an episode of the show. Oh my goodness, Connor. I'm not that interesting. <laughs> Listen to every episode. <laughs> oh, I, I always am thankful for the people who say that they have trouble sleeping and they listen to me instead of taking sleeping pills. I'm much more effective. So unfortunately, I am habit forming for you. So on the thing about uh, finding long-term care insurance, It is a broken market right now. It is not truly functional. And the reason is, at one time, there were more than a 1,000 companies that issued long-term care insurance. It was a huge uh, selling opportunity in the 1980s and 1990s. And then the people they sold those policies to got old and needed a lot more long-term care than the insurers anticipated that their actuaries expected and companies overwhelmingly left the business. Those that remained uh, also got burned, and now we're talking about, in total, maybe less than 12 companies that write long-term care insurance, traditional long-term care insurance. So there is no easy way to shop for it because there are a lot of things you have to look for. Number one, how many years of coverage can you buy? Number two, how does an inflation adjust over time? And number three, what is the history of that company in raising premiums over time? Long-term care insurance premiums are not guaranteed. I hear routinely from people 
who will get a notice from their insurer raising their premiums hundreds of percent and giving them like weeks to decide if they want to keep the policy or dump it. And what the insurers are trying to do is burn people away, raise the premiums enough that they get to keep all the money you paid in over the years and you have no coverage anymore. So we are in an awkward time for buying long-term care insurance. And I will recommend possibly an alternative. You can buy now from a variety of players a traditional whole life insurance policy that has a long-term care rider in it. You have a stated amount of coverage for long-term care. There's no premium increase you'll face at any time. If you never use it for long-term care, then the money just pays out as a life insurance benefit to your beneficiary designations at the time you pass away. And so for now, that seems to be the least bad choice for long-term care insurance. This is from Carl in North Carolina. I recall hearing you say at one point that it's generally a bad idea to invest in your own company stock. But since my company offers a 15% match on employee stock purchases, I hate to give up the free money. My wife and I are in our mid-40s, both working, three kids, and our mortgage paid off and a paid off rental property. I'm currently investing about 16% in my company's 401k and mutual funds, plus getting a 6% 401k match. I currently invest $1,000 a month into our stock purchase plan, and I get an extra $150 in stock with the match. I have about 24k in stock company stock now, so I've been selling about $1,000 to $1,500 a month to reduce my exposure. You can't sell the same stock within three months of buying per the company plan, so I always sell on a FIFO basis. FIFO? FIFO. First in, first out. So my plan is up to my monthly stock purchases to two thousand a month to up my monthly stock purchases to two thousand a month, get a three hundred dollar a month match, but also sell two thousand dollars a month to keep my exposure from increasing too much. Is this a bad idea? So Carl, let's go back a couple of steps. Three kids, you're in your forties, you paid off your mortgage, you paid off a rental property, you're saving sixteen percent in the four oh one K. And you're doing all this with the company stock. Uh, it is incredibly impressive how, as a couple, you're living so far below your income, able to create this financial independence. In your case, you're diversified enough that if you want to put money in the company stock and know that it means you're putting some concentration there in one particular enterprise that you're also getting your check from, you've got to know the risk of that, but you're getting the discount on the stock with the company match. So it puts you like on the 15-yard line right from the get-go in a 100-yard dash. We say 100 meter now. 15 meters forward in the 100-meter dash. You're already there. So you want to do this? Just fine. And I think you should do your own podcast, Carl, to tell people how with three kids in your 40s, and you're in your 40s, you are able to handle your money like you are. All right, David in Louisiana says, is there an unlimited hotspot? I need a hotspot at my work where I work 24 or 48 hour shifts. 
My phone just can't be used. There's not enough hotspot before it slows to nothing. If available, what's the best deal for a hotspot device of any kind? David, your question could not be more perfectly timed if you tried. And I talked about this recently on the podcast, is that Visible, which is the invisible discount brand of Verizon, fully owned by Verizon, Visible now offers unlimited hotspot with its Surface plan. If you have good Verizon service where you work these long shifts, you really want to look at switching to Visible. You run the hotspot from your smartphone, and it's $40 a month is what you pay all in. If you got other people on your plan, it drops as low as $25 a month, and it is the absolute best deal for people who need max hotspot availability. And I want to thank you so much for joining us on today's podcast. I want to tell you that we are here to serve you around the clock, 24 hours a day, every day of the year at Clark.com and ClarkDeals.com except Clark Deals takes off Christmas Day. But other days of the year, we are here to serve you night and day to stretch that wallet of yours. 